Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode two of T-Bird Talk. Join us as we explore the world of Circle Public Schools, sharing inspiring stories, delving into the inner workings of our district, exploring innovative education, and celebrating the achievements of our students and educators. Whether you're a student, parent, educator, or just passionate about education, T-Bird Talk is your go-to source for community conversations and behind-the-scene insights. Get ready for a journey into the heart of public Circle Public Schools, where excellence meets innovation. I'm Superintendent Don Potter. And I'm Sarah Potter, Director of Community Relations and Development. Today, we're here with CHS Counselor Kelly Ankrum to talk about the District Life Skills Survey. Okay. Uh, welcome, Mrs. Ankrum. Thank you for being here. We're, we're happy to have you on Episode 2. And uh, we're talking about life skills surveys today, and obviously that's, an, that's important to our overall curriculum and overall operations of our district can you tell us exactly what is a life skills survey and why would we want excuse me, participation from students? So Circle offers two different life skills surveys at the different age levels. So our elementary school does Panorama and Sabres, and that helps give more universal value for the different parameters. So it's not just like one test, and we take them mm -hmm. several times throughout the year. And so what the life skills surveys do is that they give us – information to be able to see how we need to structure what our students really need. So it provides feedback with life skills lessons in the area of maybe perseverance or grit or some of those things of how to manage stress levels. Um, it gives us the ability to see what students might be struggling throughout the year since we offer it so many times. So that might be that they're doing really great in the fall and then our winter one's getting ready to open. So we really hope that we can see and how those differences might be for those kids. And then if maybe there's a time in the year that we see that a student's really struggling, maybe we can provide small groups during that time or we can provide different options for them to feel like they are heard and valued and to give that feedback to our teachers and to make sure that they have that ability to be heard because it's hard to ask for help. And so these surveys kind of help us with driving that curriculum and those formats for them to feel success. And I like to hear you say that, you know, what, what you're kind of referring back to is a little bit, and I know there's some questions on there about, do, do I feel good at school? Do I have somebody I can go to? And those are specific questions, um, if I'm not mistaken. And it really evolves around some sense of belonging in the environment in which they're involved in, which I think is huge. And if, and if we have students in a trend that show that they don't have that sense of belonging, we need to change some of the things that we do in order to increase that. And so that's one of our primary reasons for doing this. And so uh, we'll get into that a little bit more. So thank you for that. Have we... Have we taken these surveys historically? What Give us a little bit of history of where this comes from and why it's even happening. So, yes, these, these surveys have been given for a really long time, and they're used for us to be able to actually develop what we're doing with students. However, recently we've had to now ask for permission. So the state has changed some of their laws, and we have to have that permission from parents in order to do that. And... Anytime that we store data, we have to have that permission piece. And we're not trying to have this set up so that it's scary for anybody, but now it's more knowledgeable that people know that we give them. Um, and they're voluntary at the high school level. They're voluntary at every level. But we really want the students to know that they have that voice still. We just have to ask for permission to be able to store it and use it. Right. And 
And with that being said, we've always had to kind of get permission, but it's been flipped, right? So now uh, the statute is basically an opt-in mm-hmm. where parents have to sign a form for the student to take it. Prior to that, it was students had to sign a form to opt out of the survey, otherwise it was taken. So recent legislation has caused us to to uh, change up a little bit on that. And, you know, that... So why do you think that some parents might be hesitant to to have their students participate? The biggest thing that I see when parents don't want to is that they don't know how to ask for help for their kid or that they're worried for the results for their kid. Um, Asking for help is really hard in any dynamic, and this is a kid's way of being able to ask for help. And sometimes those results might be a little scary because that kid's having a bad day, right? But that gives us as counselors the ability to check on that student and say, hey, what's really going on? We saw that these really dipped. Um, And it's not trying to single anybody out. It's not trying to put shame on anybody at all. This is just that way to be able to get the help that they need without having to actively ask for it because we know that that's hard. Right, and parents can see the results of their child. Um, they can see the questions ahead of time, too. They're on our website, correct? And you they can are. see all of the different things. Um, we kind of talked a little bit about the information that students will answer. We kind of went through that, so I wanted to make sure we covered that. Um, why would you encourage students to participate? We kind of talked about why would you encourage parents to allow that to happen, but what do you think the benefit is for the student? You've kind of covered it, but kind of go over that a little bit from a, from a deeper level. So when we did our student class meetings at the beginning of the year, we had a panorama slide on our, our class meetings. And so the one thing that I highlighted the most to the students was this is your way of having a voice. If you want to be able to have a change or if you want to be able to get the needs that you actually feel like these are important to me, this is a good way to be able to do that without having any judgment from anybody else because it's very hard to approach somebody in person and we know that. So this is a non-confrontational way for them to be able to have that voice and help make a change in an area that we might see a weakness in. Right. And I think that's good too, because then, you know, the, the, the data goes in and and it becomes compiled. So now we can kind of see from a building specifically, whether it be the high school, middle school, one of the elementaries, what is it that we need to work on to get better, to improve the experience for the individual students. And I and think that's really huge for us because we look at academic data all the time. We look at other pieces of data. And this is this kind of data also affects student achievement. And we want to make sure that we cover all of those bases to help that. Um, I always tell the story about, um, you know, as adults, we get to choose where we go. Students don't get to choose. They get to go to school, and they have to go to school. And we want that uh, experience to be as pleasurable for them while learning as we can and getting that data allows us to really change up some practices and change some things to increase the sense of belonging and the happiness they have during the school day so I appreciate that I absolutely agree you guys have just kind of taken it I've just been listening um one question that I do have you know I have a sophomore what do I need to do to make this happen to make sure he takes the life survey or give permission, et cetera. So at the high school level, it's a little different because the students themselves can opt out after parents opt them in. So there's a couple of different things that we would really encourage to have you help us with this. I mean, I see our parking lots are always filled for athletics and 
like choir concerts, all of those things. So I know that we have a super supportive community. So the couple of things that we need is one, parent square sent out for you to be able to opt them in. So we need you to fill out those forms. And then the second one is to have the conversation with your kid. So this is really important to give you that voice and to make sure that you're following up with that so that they understand when the day comes and they have the option to be able to take it or not. They really, okay, I'm going to take the 25, 30 minutes to be able to finish this and have my voice heard. Okay. Sounds good. And Mr. Potter talked about the um, questions being on our website. I will link that so parents can go and can view those questions. And then who should they contact if they have any questions about the questions or the process or just overall? Any of the counselors at any of the buildings would be able to have great knowledge to be able to help teachers or parents with those providing those answers. Right. We, we kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit today, not to try to convince anybody to, to sign up, but just give them some information that would, they could turn back to, to make a decision for, for their individual student if they want to do that. So, um, we appreciate you joining us today, Kelly. I know I appreciate you taking some time out of your, your busy day to, um, to be here. So just, to stay up to date on what's going on with Circle Public Schools, make sure to follow us on Facebook at USD375, excuse me, Circle USD375, and visit our, visit our website at uh, USD375.org. If you're a parent or guardian, make sure to check out uh, information sent to you on ParentSquare. I think that's really been a good tool for us this year that, that came from our strategic planning, and, and uh, we heard from our parents to say, hey, we need one thing uh, one communication in one spot. And so we're, we're glad to make that happen. So Sarah, um, if you have any questions or suggestions for a future episode, make sure and email us at media at usd375.org. We would love to hear from you and love to hear what you want us to talk about. Again, thanks for joining us for T-Bird Talk. Thriving 375. Thank you.